0: Over the years, I've had the chance to take several groups from the church on a pilgrimage over to the Holy Land. One day on the tour, there's always this stark contrast. We start the day with going up to the mountain fortress of King Herod, 1,500 feet in the air. There's a trail you can take all the way to the top. I take the tram because a man's got to know his limitations. And then from there, we go all the way down to the lowest part of the earth, the Dead Sea, 1,388 feet below sea level. And it's the strangest thing. If you put on your bathing suit and wade into the water, you can lay flat on your back and you will not go under. And I was thinking, life is full of mountains and valleys, but wherever you are, there he is. The psalmist said, if I go to the heavens, you were there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there too. And that is what gives us courage. Because when we were at our lowest point, God is still there to hold us up. Welcome to living courageously.
1: Well, hello, Bay Area and Cathedral family. Thanks so much for joining with us on this very special Mother's Day. Now, I'm the mom to two very fun, sweet, loving, energetic boys. Actually, that'd be three, including my husband. (laughs) And sheltering together really has been a blessing, but there are days where I feel like I am going to lose my mind So I just wanna take a moment to give major props to all the mamas out there, no matter what stage you're in. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do and for all that you've done. Happy Mother's Day. We're gonna take a moment to pray for all of the families. We're gonna pray that this is a time of connecting with each other, of bonding with one another, and that God would bring restoration and healing and peace to our families. The director of our prayer team is here to lead us, Pastor Shelley.
2: We just want to pray for you, Mom, right where you are. We want to pray that God would bless you on this very special day. We want to pray that if you are having and living your best life, that God would even do more for you. We want to pray that if this is a time of challenge for you as a mom, that God would be the lifter of your head and that he would move into your home in this moment and bring the restoration, the healing, the joy, the peace, the strength everything that you need in this moment, we are praying and believing that for you. We pray for your family. We pray for your family unit and your extended family that God would keep you in good health, that he would bless you financially, spiritually, emotionally, whatever your need is, we are praying for you today that in the name of Jesus, God would do that just for you because you are important to God and we are asking that his Holy Spirit would help you, help you in this moment while you shelter in place, that God would become your refuge, that he would become that hiding place where you can hide under the shelter of his wings and you can rise up in every situation and circumstance and know more than anything else today that you are not alone. God sees you. He cares for you right where you are. And in this moment, we release his blessings over you and your family. And we give God glory for what he is doing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Thank
1: you, Pastor Shelley. Well, our team here at Cathedral is praying for you. And if you have a specific prayer request, reach out to us on social media or give us a call. Remember, even though we are social distancing, that doesn't mean that you're alone. We are better when we're together.
0: That's right. We are better when we are together. In one place, the Bible says, I pray that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I don't know about you, but... Trying to stay healthy while sheltering in place, well, it's had its challenges. I saw this one comic where a husband and wife are are talking with each other, and one of them says, Now that the quarantine's over, how are we gonna get out the door? (laughs) And I can identify with that. So I've asked a member of our staff, he's uh, been recognized as one of the top physical trainers personal trainers right here in the Bay Area uh, to give us some helpful hints on how we can stay healthy while we're sheltering in place. Here's the first one.
3: Exercise is always good for you, but you're not always good to exercise. Exercise always has an upside when it comes to benefits to the body, from increased circulation to improved range of motion to even initiating more brain power but sometimes we're not always in the best place to exercise. When you're dehydrated, when you're not rested, and even when you're too stressed, and when you're all of the above, it leaves you at the greatest risk for infection. So when you're not feeling 100%, but you still want the benefits of exercise, keep your sessions at low intensities, keep your durations at 30 minutes or less, do it every day until you feel better, then get ready for your best exercise in the days to come because of it. God's word in Isaiah 40, 31 has me thinking about it this way. Run, but don't wear yourself out. Don't walk if you feel faint. And if you do your part, God will do his part to help you rise above and soar like an eagle. This is Cathedral Strong on The Minute.
4: No one ever told me this would be easy But I never knew that it could be this hard
0: Ruthie Bolton was supposed to be with us as a guest today at the Cathedral of Faith. She is a WNBA member of the Hall of Fame. She's a two-time Olympic gold medalist, and her nickname is Mighty Ruthie. We were so looking forward to having her. Of course, when the virus hit, everything changed, but we still wanted you to hear a part of her inspiring story. Here's a Profile in Courage, Ruthie Bolton.
5: You know, growing up in a family of 20, 12 girls, eight boys, basketball was a sport that we all learned how to play. We couldn't, we couldn't afford to buy a real rim and we just we just made it work, you know, not knowing if I would ever play basketball because I wanted to quit basketball. I wanted to walk away from it. My dad would say, don't give your power away and that's your faith, your attitude, and how hard you work, those three things no one can take away. And that's why I love traveling the world and sharing my, my life story. And I can't do it without talking about my mentor, my teacher, my leader, my father. I, I can remember like it was yesterday, it's like my sister Mayo was a superstar. The top 20 colleges wanted her and I was sort of a nonchalant type of player. You know, now it was my turn and I was, you know, waiting on the, the colleges to reach out to me. And it was late in the game, you know, no coaches in my senior year had reached out to me. And so it got to a point where I was just like a little bit like puzzled, like, wow, I, by this time last year, they all, you know, my sister had been on three or four visits this was like late July. I don't know, I just asked my dad, I said, Dad, what do you think? I don't know, Auburn should have uh, at least reached out to me by now. And so my dad said, well, what are you gonna do? You call him, be proactive. And so, sure enough, I called Auburn University, I was like, hey, what's up? Uh, Is it about time for me to come on my school visit? And they, they said, yes, uh, but we don't have the funds to fly you. That if you wanna come, you know, if we can put you on the bus. It was weird because I get there and I'm expecting them to be excited, so I'm glad you're here. But they said that, you know, we we don't think this is a place for you to play. Uh, so I was very, very shocked and very c- confused. But they, but they said, you know what? We will honor the scholarship, but but we just let you know the reality that you might not really play it until your junior senior year. So I was left with a challenge, and and if it wasn't for my father, I don't even know if I would have embraced that. My father was there to say, you know, yeah, there may be odds against you, and you know? it might look. Like there's no way out," he said. "But there is, and that's why my dad was talking a lot about faith. He said you gotta have faith and believe. He said God is not gonna go out there shooting the baskets for you, but you gotta have faith if you are determined. Great things come from, and you, if you got feel in your heart this is what you want to do. I said, Dad, yes, I want to play basketball. He said, So go for it. And so sure enough, I got on the bus and went, and and, uh, and I and I told Auburn, yes, I want to come and play. And sure enough, and the rest is history. I ended up starting my freshman year. So all this basketball, playing, and think about man, all those moments, these different crossroads I could have quit. I just found, would people around me support me? Obviously that little bit of pride to persevere, the next level was just uh, beautiful. Stuff. Basketball has been great, but obviously I know without a doubt it's just gonna be here for much more. So, you know, it's amazing what happens when you have faith, but when you work hard, because I had to get there, I had to work extra hard and my struggles and my journey and my plan and my travel overseas and my plan for five years and living in this life and this, you know, I, I've learned from myself the importance of my faith and, and I, I couldn't have made it. You know, Romans, it talks about nothing should separate me from the love of Christ and that's one of my favorite books in the Bible is the Romans that uh, nothing should separate me from God's love, persecution, disappointment, rejection, all these things I go through and God is bigger than all of it. I'm Ruthie Bolton, and I'll play for him.
0: What an inspiring story. We hope to have Ruthie with us later on this year. Delays are not denials, and we'll keep you updated. Well, every week we've been keeping you updated on the massive need of those who are food insecure here in the Bay Area and how reaching out and our partners have been helping to step up to meet that need, not only at the San Jose location, but our other campus sites as well. Let's take a look at what's been happening.
3: There was this one particular person. First time that we did it, there, there were about 50 cars lined up before we opened up. And when um, it was his turn to get food, he just started um, crying because he said that he doesn't have any food to give his family today. At that moment, he just felt like it was, it was a blessing for him.
6: Serving and reaching out has been so amazing. Giving to the families that are in need makes me feel so happy. Seeing their, their smiles on their faces, it brings joy to my heart.
1: Not only are we serving families here in San Jose, but also at our campuses in Morgan Hill, Gilroy, and Milpitas. Now, if during this time you find yourself in need of help, or you would like to help by volunteering or making a donation, you can find more information at reachingout.us. Any kind of help that you can give is greatly appreciated. Here's Dan and Carol Fryer bringing you You Never Let Go.
7: Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting my fear. And even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life, I won't turn back. I know you are near, and I will fear no need. For my God is me, and if my God is me, whom then shall I fear? Whom then shall I fear?
8: Powerful truth, O oh Lord, you never let go of me. Through the storm and through the calm, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with us. And this valley that we walk in as a church right now, God is with us. He's got this, he's in control. In the very last chapter of Isaiah, there's a great passage of Scripture where the people of God have no hope, they're discouraged, they see no future, they're struggling. They're really going through a difficult time. And here's what God says to them through Isaiah. He says this, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. Let me read that again. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. What Isaiah is basically saying there is, have you ever seen a mother take care of her child? If you have, then you've seen what God's like and you see what God's doing with you. He's caring for you. What a great verse for those people in Isaiah. What a great verse for us, especially on this Mother's Day. Hey there, happy Mother's Day to all of you. In fact, my mom bought me this jacket. She would be very proud I'm wearing it. Hi, mom, happy Mother's Day. Love you, praying for you. In fact, if there's a mom near you, why don't you blow them a kiss? And if they're not nearby, send them a virtual one. We celebrate all of our moms, and we're so grateful for what God's doing. That image is such a powerful one. As a mom cares for her kids, as a mom gives and cares, that's what we actually do in this moment of bringing our gifts to the Lord. At the bottom of the screen, you'll see the number to text GIVE TO. We ask you to join with us in this moment as we share what God's done with us in caring for our community and in giving to the Lord. I know you've heard it before, but I want to say it again because I'm so excited. In the month of April, Cathedral of Faith, through God's help and through your provision, we gave out 4.2 million dollars worth of food. That is incredible. And I'm so grateful for each of you. Thank you for praying. Thank you for serving. Thank you for giving. There's a saying that Pastor Kinney used many, many times, frustrations are not final. And in this moment, as we bring our gifts, It's a way of saying, God, we recognize that these frustrations will soon pass. We give in faith, believing for what you're going to do. This is only temporary. This valley, we're just passing through it. We're on our way to greater days ahead. We invite you to give in faith in this moment and be part of what God's doing. You can see in addition to giving by texting, you can also go to our app. You can go to our website. You can mail it to the church office or you can drop it by and give it to us there. Thank you so much for your generosity. There's another passage of Scripture in the New Testament in Matthew 23 where Jesus makes a statement and says, How often I've longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. That's God's heart, and that's our heart for you as pastors that we would soon be able to gather together. And in this moment of giving, we look forward in faith to what God's going to do as we give. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for our church family. We long together. That's how you created us. But in this moment of being together through the TV waves, through Facebook and Vimeo, being together through all these platforms, would you especially fill each household with faith? You love us. You care for us. You watch over us. Come and bring your strength. You know what every family needs, healing, provision, wisdom, grace, and blessing. And I ask you pour that out right now in Jesus' name, amen and amen.
0: Some of the greatest examples of courage are found in military history. And there is one piece of military history from the Middle East that fascinates me. 32 allies come together to team up and take down one tiny country. This country is geographically about the size of the Bay Area. Now, the leaders, they go back and forth and they try to find common ground so they can have a truce but peace talks break off. And now the leaders engage in some trash talk back and forth. If there was social media in that day, I'm sure they would be lighting up Twitter. When the battle happened, you would think that the 32 allies would come out on top, but stunningly they're defeated. But instead of giving up the next year, they mobilize their forces again because their leader thinks he knows what went wrong that the other side had the high ground when they attacked. And that's what gave them the advantage. So this time they would fight them in the valleys and that would make the difference. As both sides mobilize, once more it looks like the deck is stacked against this tiny little country. The other side has superior numbers and superior firepower. And you can feel fear and doubt starting to make its way through the troops. And then a spiritual leader of all people shows up. And he says this to to the commander of that little country. This is God's word because Aram, the ally said, God is a God of the mountains and not a God of the valleys. I'll hand over this huge mob of an army to you. Then you'll know that I am God. God, that he's the God of the mountains and the God of the valleys. And that is the big idea for today, that the God we serve is the God of the mountains and the God of the valleys. That when you have those mountaintop moments in life, When you tie the knot with someone you love or you celebrate the birth of a newborn child or you buy your first home or you have that big promotion or you make that game-winning shot. I remember when I was in high school, I played on the basketball team. It wasn't the varsity or the junior varsity. It was called the D team, which was basically a team for all those who were vertically challenged like me. But we had a great time, and I remember this one game. It was my 15 seconds of fame. Uh, Somehow, as the clock wound down, the game was tied, and the ball came to me. And I turned around at the top of the key, threw up a shot, and it went in. I believe in miracles because that shot went in. In fact, we have a picture of that game-winning shot right here. Everybody's got to have a dream. Well, the fans in the stands, all seven of them went crazy, and the team carried me off the court on their shoulders, making that winning shot. It was a mountaintop experience. But what about when you missed the shot? What about those valleys? failure, disappointment, hardship, suffering. The valleys of life, well, we asked on social media for people to share some of the valleys that they've been through. And here's what the valleys of life look like. One person said, when we almost lost my wife from an appendix rupture and she spent two weeks in ICU, or loving someone through their addiction, or losing both parents, or depression every day. It's a fight not to give in to those negative thoughts. Or I've been through cancer treatment, not once, but two different times. Or my 95-year-old mother is an assisted living and we are unable to be with her in this pandemic. The valleys of life. What Psalm 23 reminds us of is that God is with us on, when we're at the top of the mountain, and God is with us when we're at the lowest valley. Psalm 23 reads this way Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I will fear no evil for you are with me, with me on the mountain and with me in the valley. Remember today that valleys are inevitable. Jesus once had this to say about valleys. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. Now, I wish he would have used another word. I wish he would have said, in this world, you may have trouble or you could have trouble. But instead he says, in this world, you will have trouble. Valleys are inevitable. I know in the back of my head, sometimes I think, if I'm just a good enough person, then everything in my life will be good. Good plus good equals good. It's all good. But I always forget to factor in, well, that X factor into the equation. That this is not heaven, this is the earth. And we live in a broken world where bad things do happen to good people. That the rain falls on the just and the unjust. The pandemic has reminded all of us that in this world, we will have trouble but don't stop there. Jesus has not stopped talking, so don't stop listening. Jesus has not stopped writing, so don't stop reading. If you stop with, in this world we will have trouble. You will lose faith and lose heart. But Jesus continues, in this world you will have trouble, but be of good courage, for I have overcome the world when Jesus walked this earth he walked through valleys just like you and me and yet in all of them he was able to overcome and the good news is this when we become followers of Jesus his spirit comes to live on the inside of us and so we can be overcomers too that even though valleys are inevitable They are not unbeatable. Because of Jesus, we can overcome them. We really can. We can make it through the valley. We're going through the valley, not to the valley. The valley is not our final destination. If you're on your way through the valley and the valley asks you, would you like to buy property, build a house, open a business, you say, thanks, but no thanks because the valley's not my home. I'm not going to it. I'm going through it. Now, sometimes that valley can seem like it's forever. I remember when our kids were young, younger even than the picture that you see here, we would load them into the car and we would drive down highway five through the San Joaquin Valley to Southern California. And with two little kids in the back seat, you talk about a valley that seemed forever. I heard about this one little boy, his dad, they were going on a road trip together and 30 minutes in the little boy said, dad, are we there yet? And the dad said, no, we're not there yet. 30 minutes later, he says, dad, are we there yet? The dad says, no, we're not there yet. I don't want you to ask me again. I'll tell you when we're getting close. A little bit later, the little boy said, dad, am I still gonna be four years old? When we get there, you know, valleys can seem like they are forever. Valleys are inevitable, but they are not eternal. And if we keep moving forward, keep moving through them, not to them, but through them. The apostle Paul once talked about his valleys this way. He said, we are hard pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. We are not on our way to it. We're on our way through it. And we will be on that mountaintop again. Oh, well, valleys are inevitable. And another thing to know about valleys is this, that they are transformational valleys are transformational there is a picture up here and this, it says before and after. And I want you to get a good look at that because valleys always change you. There's always a before and after. You never leave the valley the same way you come into it. You leave the valley closer to God or further from God. You leave the valley stronger in your faith, or weaker in your faith. You leave the valley as a bitter person or as a better person. Valleys are transformational. And what happens to you in the valley, to a large degree depends on the attitude that you take. A Holocaust survivor who was also a psychiatrist, Viktor Frankl, he once said this about the power of your attitude. He said, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. You can't always choose the valley you're in, but you can choose the attitude that you have in the middle of that valley, and it makes a difference. Your attitude, well, it's a little bit like this deck of cards, Well, if you're playing cards and someone deals you some cards, you pick up those cards and look at these cards. These are big cards. I mean, these are, even I can read the numbers on these cards. But, you know, this is the hand that's been dealt to you. These are the cards you had to play. Now, there may be other cards that you wish you had in your hand, but you don't have them. And what we do with our attitude is this we say, these are the cards that we've been dealt. I wish I had other cards, but since I don't, I'm gonna play these cards by the grace of God the best that I can. God, teach me. Teach me patience in this valley and compassion in this valley. Teach me resilience in this valley and courage in this valley. God, teach me faith. Dallas Willard in his excellent book, A Life Without Lack, he talks about how God can grow our faith through these valleys. He speaks of three kinds of faith, that there's the faith of propriety. That's the faith that we have when everything is going well. Then there's the faith of desperation. That's the faith we have when everything is not going well. But then there's the faith of sufficiency that whether things are going well or whether they're not going well, we know that we know that we know we lack nothing, that God is enough. He is sufficient. God can stretch our faith and grow our faith in the valleys. When we take the cards that we've been dealt and by the grace of God, We play them. God can take that valley, that valley of trouble in one place of the Bible. It says this, God will make the valley of trouble into a door of hope. We once had a chance to have Nick Vujacek with us here at the Cathedral of Faith. Nick's a great guy. And if you don't know his story, he was born without arms and, and legs. And to face a life without limbs, talk about a valley. And there were points early on where it was just too much for him, the thought of this, and he even tried to take his own life. But eventually, he determined that if these were the cards that he'd been dealt, he was not gonna become bitter, he was gonna become better. And he went on to find peace and to find purpose, to find joy, he found a wife, he has a beautiful family. Nick took the cards that he had been dealt and he played them by the grace of God the best that he could for the glory of God. And he goes on to say how he's had the chance to share the good news of Jesus with millions of people around the world. And he wonders, would he have ever had that door of opportunity to share eternal hope with millions had it not been for the valley? God takes our doors and turns them into valleys. If we know that our pain has purpose and that our suffering is somehow redemptive, We can face anything. And that is what we know because of Jesus Christ. God says in one place, I will make springs flow through valleys. In another place, he says, when they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. If you're in the valley today, God can take that valley and turn it into a door of hope that valley can transform you in the best kind of way. And that brings us to the last thing to know about valleys. The valleys are relational. Valleys are relational. I think my favorite picture is, well, it's this cat. Here is this cat walking by all of these German shepherds. And he's cool, he's calm, he's confident, he's got a bit of of swag about him. And at the bottom of the picture is this caption. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. How do you have that kind of swag? To me, it all comes down to one little word you find in Psalm 23. If you read it too quickly, you'll miss it. When the psalmist starts talking about God, he uses... God in the third person, he makes me, he leads me, he restores me, he guides me. But when he gets to the valley, the conversation shifts and he says, you are with me. It gets very intense and very personal because in the valley, you don't need to know about God. You need to know God that God is existentially with you in that valley, in that moment. We stand on the promise of God, promises that we read, like Isaiah chapter 43. It says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. That is the promise of God to us. I know in my own life, when I've been walking through very deep valleys, just being real, and some of those deep valleys, I couldn't sense the presence of God or see the presence of God. But in those moments, don't doubt in the dark what God has said to you in the light. We stand on the promise of God. God, you are with me, even in the deep shadow. It's an interesting thing about shadows. You can see the shadow of a dog right up here. And the shadow can be much bigger and much more menacing than the reality. And this is what happens when fear takes over our hearts. Trouble is real. That's why it's called trouble. But when fear takes over, it magnifies trouble. Where trouble looks more menacing than it actually is. Remember that trouble, because of the good shepherd, trouble always has a limitation. That trouble will not ultimately defeat you. That trouble will not ultimately destroy you. A dog can bite you, but the shadow of a dog cannot bite you. And the Bible says, greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. And when there's a shadow, always remember, there must be a light. There must be. And I can either turn toward the shadow and lock in on the shadow and let that shadow foster and feed the fear in my heart, or I can turn toward the light. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I love what Martin Luther King once said. He said, fear knocked at the door, faith answered and no one was there. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you, are with me. Have you surrendered your life to the shepherd? Maybe you've heard about Jesus, you know about Jesus, but you've never declared yourself a follower of Jesus. You've never stepped across the line. Every journey starts with a step, and this can be your day. I'm gonna invite you to say this prayer with me Heavenly Father, I receive Jesus as my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I make Jesus Lord of my life. I put him in charge. Thank you, God, for loving me like you do and making me a part of your family. And I pray for all those who are in the middle of the valley right now. Oh, my heart is with you. And I pray that you would know that you know that you know that God is with you in that valley. And God's going to take that valley of trouble and turn it into a door of hope for the glory of God. You know, if you made a decision to follow Jesus, boy, it's not the end of the journey. It's just the start of a lifelong journey with God and then spending forever with him. And I would encourage you to begin to pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Pray it every day, the Lord's Prayer. Start to read a Bible, read through the First four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all contain stories about Jesus. And then finally, when churches start to reopen, find a local church near you. It's so important to get connected to a local church. Great days are ahead, my friend. Remember, you're going through the valley and back to the mountaintop. Now let's go all the way down to Southern California where a member of the cathedral family wants to bring us a song. Uh, She's 15 years old. She started singing at the church when she was seven. And God has been, well, blessing her, making her a target of his favor in every way. Uh, She's been on Grey's Anatomy and Nickelodeon's Henry Danger. Uh, She has sung the opening at the Warriors game, the national anthem. And in fact, they refer to her as their lucky charm. And she has a special song for all of the moms out there. It's Mother's Day, but it's really a song for all of us who are in the middle of the valley that we will rise up. Here's Naya.
9: Hey, Cathedral Faith family. It's Naya Damison. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms and mother figures in our lives. Thank you so much for being such strong women and raising a new generation of good people and leaders. I personally want to thank my mom and the mother figures in my life for always giving me the strength and courage to rise up. I dedicate this song to all the moms out there and, of course, the frontliners and all of you staying at home right now. We can get through this together. All we need is hope. And then we can rise up again. You're broken down and tired of living life on a merry-go-round. And you can't find the fighter but i see it in you so we gonna walk it out and move mountains we gonna walk it out Silence isn't quiet, and it feels like it's getting hard to breathe. And I know you feel like dying, but I promise we'll take the world to its feet and move. Mountains, bring it to its feet and move. And now our-
1: Thanks again for allowing us to come into your home today. We'll see you next week, same time, as we continue talking about how to keep your song during testing times. Now, next week, we'll have special music from Grammy award-winning singer, David Pack, as well as an interview with Mr. Raider himself, Tim Brown. Now, today's benediction is brought to you by our dear friend, pastor, and best-selling author, John Ortberg.
0: I'm John Berg, pastor at Menlo Church and a friend of Ken Foreman in the cathedral. So now, may God pour out blessings from Napa to Gilroy, from Half Moon Bay to Vacaville. May God bless your relationships. May God bless your life. May God bless your work. May God keep you safe. May God bring you healing. May God bring healing and safety to all those that you know and love. May God pour out joy on you, and may God make you a vehicle of blessings to others you do not even know. In Jesus' name.
10: Yo, what's up, Cathedral family? Hey. What's up? This is the Rap. How's it? Welcome in, everybody. We're here after another amazing sermon from our Pastor Ken, and we're just enjoying what God, the journey that God's taking us on. Here at the Rap, we got me, Vaughn, Irene, Aurora, and Ramel. We are the Rap Crew, yeah. and we're so grateful to be with you. Right. Let's go into it, Pastor Ramel. What hit you today?
3: Yo, man, so much uh, to hold on to, and and what I'm holding on to the most is that that dialogue of the valleys being inevitable. And not only is it inevitable, but it's transformational. Yeah. That you can't help but be transformed. Um, but I love the perspective that this transformation is a choice. See, you're going to be changed. Right. But you get to choose how you're going to be changed. You're going to choose to be bitter or you can choose to be better. Mm-hmm. You know that even in the valley, even though the valley's beating you up, man, if we, if we choose... God, our shepherd in that moment, he can build us up. Yeah.
6: Absolutely. Just to play off on that, there's another thing that he said was um, the valley is inevitable, but it's not unbeatable. That's right. That's and when right. I think about that in the choice, there's that scripture in the Bible that says, I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. And when I think about that, I think God doesn't put anything in His in his word to like, oh, try to do this, even though I know you can't do it. No, if he says, choose life, that means it's possible for us to make the right choice and to choose life in every situation. I mean, and then, so I think about in this, like, it's it's unbeatable. In those times where it feels like I, I don't know how or what to do, then that's when you hold on to God for dear life. But it's not unbeatable. So wherever you're at right now, it, I don't care how impossible it looks, it's not unbeatable.
10: Yeah. Hey, and before we go to Aurora, how about you online there? Like if you guys are going through something, man, just declare it in the chat. Just say, I am going to beat whatever it is that you're facing right now. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, yeah, we right. believe that with you.
11: That's right. that's a and I think I just want to remind us that when we are in a valley, it doesn't matter who caused the valley that we're in or someone else caused it or ourselves caused the valley. Sometimes we just find ourselves there. Know that that is not, that valley is not our, your permanent address. That's it's right. not your permanent dwelling place. Mm-hmm. So don't, there's an end. We are just going through this valley. Mm-hmm. So be encouraged that God is there with you, working with you. It's not your permanent address. That's we right. are just going right. through it. Walking. So keep walking, keep pushing, keep praying and keep believing mm-hmm. and keep that hope and that faith rising absolutely with that permanent address you know when you're shopping for a
6: home you don't just like hey wherever is great you like you're looking really hard and i thought i was convicted by that and being that there's some there's some things where i have stayed and i've purchased a home that if i really thought about it that's not where i would want to stay but because of other reasons i've done it and so i need to pick where i'm staying
10: yeah keep moving forward moving forward moving forward um and i think even just the whole journey of following christ Uh, when even Christ says come follow me it implies movement it doesn't imply that's right you know setting up shop and staying there and so um I think one of the things that I the phrases that stuck out to me that I really love was don't stop reading because God's still writing that's right and don't stop listening because God's still talking and I just I was like wow that's really strong that's that's really powerful it's like don't don't let your faith grow weary in, this, in the season of the valley. It's like, hold on. There's a word coming. His presence is still there.
3: You're not alone. Keep moving forward. Right, yeah. because, because he's our shepherd. Right. He's our shepherd, and, and he, he, he has our best interest in mind, mm-hmm. right? Not just to survive this thing, but he wants us to thrive yes. through this thing, right? That's why. That's why we keep on keeping on. Yeah. Coming out better, yeah. coming out stronger.
11: And you know, when I am, I've been through a lot of valleys, even though I'm so young, I'm only 25. But uh, <laughs> anyway, when I me. go through the valleys, I really dig into the scripture of God. And then when I am the, reading the scripture of God, I truly just put my name on it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to share a couple of Scripture with you guys. Uh, the first one is Psalms 27, 13 and 14, Amplified Version. Mm-hmm. I will have... Despair! Had I not believed that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for Amen. and com- confidently expect the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the co- wait for the Lord. And uh, the second one is uh, Psalms 1, 12, 6 to eight. I will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. I will not fear bad news. My heart is. Steadfast, trusting confidently, relying on believing in the Lord. My heart is upheld. I will not fear while I look with satisfaction on my adversaries. Amen. Amen. Amen.
6: Well, our scripture for today to end, one of that Pastor Ked said in his message is Isaiah 43, 2. When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. This is God speaking to us. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. And when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. That is God's word through our pastor, through the word of God for you today, wherever you're at, it will not consume you. Let's hold on to that.
10: This week, amen amen and so cathedral fam we just encourage you to stay connected to what's going on here at the church all the different outlets of information that's coming out on instagram on facebook on youtube uh, and right here on the cathedral app we just want to encourage you to stay connected Uh, also look out for this new thing called the after wrap that's going to be coming where we're going to be interviewing have a little more space we get to see each other's faces so stay tuned for that information and we just we just encourage you to stay connected and keep moving forward. That's right. Always forward. and as always, man, it's a wrap.